Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello all of you beautiful people, Jules here for WhatCulture.com and if there's one thing that we all know about the WWE, apart from the fact that it is very, very mad, it's that they love hiring in new talents at a frankly alarming rate. You remember when AEW was setting itself up, they were draining all of the talent pools clean so that their competitor couldn't get a foothold. But the problem is is that when new talent enters the picture, somebody unfortunately has to get pushed out of it. As with their rise to the top, they've pushed a few people off pedestals and sent them tumbling down into the mid-card and sometimes even out of the company. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 WWE hires that doomed other wrestlers. Number 10. Omos, who doomed Braun Strowman. So WWE is the land of the giants, or at least traditionally that is what the WWE was. Hulking beasts with more muscles than moves stalked the hallways of arenas worldwide, and and physical size was very much a prerequisite for instant success in Vince McMahon's promotion. 30 years on though from that Jurassic period, size still does count, but that means that there isn't room for everyone. Dave Meltzer claimed on Wrestling Observer Radio that the towering Omos played a part in Braun Strowman's recent release. According to Dave, AJ Styles' partner quickly became Vince's new toy due to his superior height and size when compared to Braun. That left Strowman's Monster Among Men gimmick, well, pretty redundant. Of course, his expensive downside guarantee probably didn't help, but Meltzer's sources believe that McMahon didn't know what else to do with Braun creatively once Omos crashed the scene. He, not Strowman, became the next go-to giant in WWE circles, and that accelerated one big man's exit. But if you think about the fact that WWE had burned through everything they had for Braun anyway, maybe it was actually the best thing for him to leave. Number 9. Finn Balor, Doomed Hideo Itami One-time Japanese wrestling sensation and all-round star rating machine Kenta arrived to much WWE fanfare in 2014. Now, people knew of his work in Noah and Ring of Honor, and they just licked their lips at the thought of seeing him on the burgeoning NXT brand, but unfortunately, it ended up being a disastrous five-year stay. WWE didn't help things by debuting the also-excellent Finn Balor around the same time. Worse still, Finn introduced everyone to his killer demon gimmick, and that immediately outshone on his renamed pal Hideo Itami. Poor old Kenta had no choice of getting over on his own after fans saw Balor's alter ego. And then injuries compounded poor booking and well, he was f***ed. 
A 2016 return and move to 205 Live proved to be yet another false dawn for the man. A return to his homeland finally saw a return to form. But WWE deserve a slap for thinking that Hideo could surpass, or even match in that case, Finn's fantastic persona in the first bloody place. Number 8. The Dudleys, who doomed most other tag teams Everyone likes to pretend that the stunning ladder match between the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian at No Mercy 1999 changed the tag team in the WWE forever. Well, not quite. I mean, to put things into context, the then-WWF decided to book such sterling duos as Viscera and Rikishi on pay-per-views. What a team! But one tag team signing would actually change everything. That was the Dudley Boys, who arrived a few months earlier during the summer and following a rather stuttering start, no pun intended there, began to mould the tag team ranks to their liking. At the Royal Rumble 2000, Bubba and Devon had a thumping tables match with the Hardys, and then, of course, TLC and much more mayhem ensued down the line. But going back to the lame tag teams like Viscera and Rikishi, as well as baffling acts like the Head Cheese Boys, Al Snow and Steve Blackman, they just fell by the wayside because the WWF realized they didn't need that crap. They had a team capable of rounding out the division alongside other bump-happy pairings. And for us fans, it was a good time to be alive. Number 7. Kevin Nash, who doomed Test Watch literally any test match from 1999 to 2001 and you will see that he was, for all intents and purposes, a Kevin Nash clone. The WWF's version had the same long blonde locks, wore similar leather trousers, and had a rather limited big boot and elbow heavy moveset that sold his power. And Test was getting a pretty healthy push towards the end of the WCW slash ECW invasion angle as well. But unfortunately that stalled pronto when Nash and his NWO buddies Hogan and Hall arrived in the company come February 2002. Suddenly, Test was no longer a priority to the creative team. I mean, why would they bother now that they had the real deal? Nash's stop-start run meant that Test would have to find his own niche, so he cut his hair, packed on even more muscle, and tried his bloody best, but unfortunately it was doomed to fail. And Test fumbled around without much success for the next few years. Number 6. Diesel, who doomed Crush and Adam Bomb. Now this is the thing, as you guys well know, Michael Hamflet absolutely loves Big Daddy cool, aka Kevin Nash, so why not let's just shout him out today with a double helping of Nash. I know he'll be watching this with his little pork sausage dinner and mash, and he'll be like, mm, oh, nice one, mate, nice one. So Big Kev here doomed a fair few other talents to inescapable fates a decade before bringing the NWO goodness to WWE. His arrival as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard in 1993, well, that actually felt right, you know? And Vinnie Mac was seeing dollar signs when Diesel dominated the first half of his 1994 Royal Rumble match. Meanwhile, other tall workers like Crush and Adam Bomb had to be looking across the locker room at one another and just mouthing, oh, bloody hell, we're done for at each other. Diesel's impressive performance in the Rumble meant that McMahon would pin his big hopes on the bigger man from that day forward, and that, as a knock-on effect, also meant that there'd be less house room for everyone else. Crush no longer seemed as big or powerful when he was standing beside the taller Nash. Similarly, Adam Bomb's cartoonish gimmick, well, just looked utterly lame by comparison to Diesel's gritty biker aura. Both suddenly just appeared goofy and out of place next to Nash. But McMahon didn't care at all, he was too busy pushing Diesel to the moon! Number 5. Batista, who doomed Mark Jindrak now, admittedly, this is uh, cheating a little bit with this one, because it also stretches the hires title of the video, but it is one of the finest examples of one wrestler dooming another by simply coming on board. 
Originally, March in Drag was in evolution with Triple H, Ric Flair and Randy Orton. Then, WWE drafted Batista from SmackDown to Raw, presented him as a major signing, and somebody made a life-changing call on creative. Batista replaced Jindrak in the stable, and poor old Mark became nothing more than an answer to an obscure trivia question about who was actually in evolution. He was barely in the stable before the switch was made, and that somehow makes things even worse. His big break was scrapped before it even properly debuted on TV. Shunned, Jindrat became a bland face in the muddy tag team scene on Raw and started chumming around with Garrison Cade instead. That huge drop-off in stature was followed by a release from contract in the summer of 2005. Number 4 Hunico, who doomed Sin Cara. WWE must have been cursing their bad luck when the original Sin Cara flopped bloody hard. The ex-Mystico botched his first entrance and then failed to dazzle during his first string of matches. It became clear early on that the Cara character was just not over with fans, but WWE powered on just hoping for the best. Then, in 2011, they experimented by re-debuting the masked man with somebody else under the hood. Developmental star Jorge Arriga assumed the role and then feuded with the real deal when he returned from a wellness policy violation. And the whole thing, as you can imagine, having two Sin Caras in the ring was an utter mess but the WWE eventually found their solution. And that was to basically just replace the first one. See you later, mate. Bye. No, no, no one knows anyway, so see ya. Bye. But being brutally honest, the first Sin Cara was a dead man walking as soon as the future Hunico proved that he could just do better. And by that, I mean at least work matches without botching everything. By 2013, Mystico had left the company, leaving only one Sin Cara in place. Number three, Sergeant Slaughter, who doomed Tugboat. So I've got a fact for you right here. Sergeant Slaughter saved you, yes, you the viewer, from the worst WrestleMania main event ever. Now, regardless of what some fans think about Mania 7's plodding Slaughter vs. Hulk Hogan headliner, it was better than the first tentative plan. Because get this, Hulk's pal Tugboat was going to turn his back on the United States, declare his allegiances to Iraq, and become, and I can't believe this is a thing, Sheik Tugboat. Bruce Pritchard discussed this on his podcast years ago and confirmed that this was definitely an avenue that the WWE were exploring in early 1991. And this would have meant that Tuggers might have even won the WWF title from the Ultimate Warrior at the 1991 Rumble and then defended it against an old glory-waving Hulkster on the biggest show of the year. Slaughter was re-signed in 1990 and emerged as a better fit in the role than Tugboat ever would. Imagine that. Big Fred Ottman, the man behind the tugboat gimmick, didn't get another shot at single success in the WWF again. Ah, well, you know what? At least we've hit the ground floor. Nowhere but up from here, right? Oh no, the Shockmaster. You you can fall further. Quite literally. Ow. Number two, the Road Warriors, who doomed demolition. Now, on the playground at school when I was a wee lad, arguments would definitely be rife about Pokemon cards, Magic the Gathering cards, about, Jesus Christ, a lot of card games going around. Beyblades were also a thing for a bit, but but also, getting off the point, who was better, the Road Warriors or demolition? I don't know is the real answer, because they're both equally good and both (laughs) equally shady. But what I do know is that when the Road Warriors came along, they definitely pushed Demolition out of the picture. I mean, the fresh-feeling Legion of Doom had vibrancy on their side, which resonated with the WWF audience, and that unfortunately spelled the end for Demolition. Vince McMahon's head was turned, and his own creation took a backseat to these new NWA incomers. Yes, LOD signing on the dotted line for the company literally doomed another tag team. Demolition started sinking down the pecking order and the road warriors went on to become tag champions the demos cards were marked as soon as hawk and animal arrived 
And number one, Sable, who doomed Mark Merrow. Jim Ross, Bruce Pritchard, Vince Russo, and countless others at WWF HQ were instantly smitten with the gorgeous Sable when she accompanied Mark Merrow to his first meetings in 1996. Vince McMahon was also another person who couldn't believe her beauty, and plans were soon drawn up to sign her as part of the package. Well, that, as it turned out, would end up being a catastrophe for Mark. Sable became management's focal point from day one. On screen, she hogged the spotlight, and few cared about Merrow's wild man persona when his blonde bombshell of a wife was strutting around, and it didn't take long before the WWF started drumming up more and more creative plans for she than he. Merrow was destined to be background noise whenever Sable was around. She was the star of the duo, not him, and McMahon rarely tried to pretend otherwise. By 1998, they'd split on TV, and Sable's star had only got bigger. Meanwhile, Mark's importance completely evaporated. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.